The Hammer, Chapter 7. Blood pounded in his ears as Corvin scrambled into the castle. Kate sat in the dirt. The thick body of a large garter stake stretched out toward her, a long stick from the ruined fort next to its crushed head. Relief flowed over Corvin as he knelt beside her. Are you okay? You know I hate snakes. Corvin grabbed the smashed snake by the tail and carried it over to the edge of the castle rocks. It was a real beauty, one of the largest he'd ever seen. Too bad it was dead. It would have made a fascinating pet. He threw its long body into the field down below. Some coyote would make a nice meal of it. He turned back to find Kate on her feet, brushing off her jeans. It tried to bite me. I thought the lizard was attacking you, Corbett answered, then instantly wished he hadn't mentioned it again. Kate nodded. I was going to prove that you imagined it all, that the lizard was just in your mind, but... She pointed to where his pile of rocks had been. They were moved to one side, clearing the spot where the lizard had disappeared. The dark hole beside the central boulder gaped at him. Corvin's heart jumped. Remembering the lizard's reaction to the hammer, he pulled it out from his pocket. Did the snake come out of there, he asked, not taking his eyes off the hole. No, it was behind the big rock. I was trying to move it so I could see the rest. The rest of what? The door. Door? If you look near the hole, you'll see a row of big rocks jammed into a crack in the ground. That hole is where the dirt has washed away around the rocks that are holding the two slabs of rock apart. It looks like an elevator door, but flat on the ground. Did you see the lizard? No, you said it comes out only at night. I don't know for sure. Corvin moved in closer. Look to where the crack runs under the boulder. Kate pointed with a grubby hand. I was digging away the dirt when that snake crawled out. Corvin slipped past the open hole and crouched by the big rock. Kate had scraped away the dirt that had gathered around it, but he could make out two parallel lines about ten inches apart. Between them were the bumpy outlines of rocks held in place by sticks and mud. The two lines vanished under the large rock. It's just a big crack the rain has washed off into, Corvin said, glancing up at Kate, who stood beside him. That's what I thought, too, but look on the other side. Corvin looked on the other side of the large rock. The lines continued a short distance, then bent out at precisely 90 degrees. Someone had cut those lines into the rock. It must be something that the first people carved there, like the rock paintings in the caves by the river valley. My father says this was a sacred place to them. Kate knelt beside him. You could be right. I found some symbols carved in the rock. She brushed away the dirt at the base of the boulder. But we need to move this big rock to see the rest. Corvin bent down and inspected the clear area. The strange marks cut deeply into the rocky floor. He pushed with all his might against the boulder. It rocked slightly, but he couldn't get it to roll away. We need a pry bar, he scratched his head. My father has some long ones back in the cellar. As they climbed down the rock, Kate spoke. I saw some strange tracks when I was moving the dirt. Something must live down that hole. Three toes with claws? Yes. Are they from the lizard? Corvin nodded. It must be big. Well, it's not quite three feet tall, but it's almost up to your waist when it's next to you. I don't want to see it that close. Kate looked back at the rock. What happened after it talked to you? I told it to go away, and I held the hammer in front of me. It's really scared of the hammer. It won't even touch it, so I think we're safe as long as we have the hammer with us. Approaching the house, Corvin heard gravel crunching in the driveway. Sounds like my parents are home. Do you think we should show my father the cracks in the rock? It wouldn't hurt. He knows a lot about the history of this place. Corvin touched Kate's shoulder. But the hammer has to be our secret. Kate rolled her eyes. I'm not that dumb. 
They met Corvin's mother at the corner of the house. Quickly, she wiped the tears from her eyes. What's wrong, Mom? Where's Dad? Let's go inside the house. I need to sit down. They followed her in, and Mother sat at the kitchen table. Kate, can you put the kettle on for tea? Kate brought the teapot and cups over to the table, while Corvin went to the pantry for a tea bag. Mother, he said as he came back to the table, this is the last tea bag. Mother nodded. Put it back, then. We may need it for company. Kate, please bring me a cup of cold water. Kate poured the water and joined them at the table. Mother took a sip. I took your father to the Fenwood bus depot this morning. We got a call early from Fred Simpson. He arranged for your dad to start a job up north at the Langdon Mine, but he had to be on the bus right away. She stared into her cup for a moment. It's a long way from here, and we won't see him for at least a month, but we need the money if we're going to make it through the winter. Corbin frowned. Why can't he keep working at the Red Creek Mine? The meeting was to tell the miners they're shutting the mine down. They breached an underground river and the lower shafts are filling up with water. Now the owners are telling the men the ground is too unstable around here and they have lost too much money. They're going to blow the entry later this month and close the mine for good. But the harvest is in a few weeks. We can't do that without Dad. Fred promised your father he'd take care of our field if the Langdon mine won't give him time off. She hung her head and wiped another tear from her eyes. That rocky field isn't a very good piece of land anyway. We should just sell it and be done with it. Kate slid her chair away from the table and quietly made her way toward the door. You don't have to leave, dear. Fred gave us fresh chicken for supper. You're welcome to join us. Oh, that would be great, thanks. Corvin's mother stood. You two go ahead and enjoy the outdoors while we still have some nice weather. Corvin rose to his feet. His life was turning upside down. His mother gave him a hug. Don't worry. Things will work out. We'll miss your father, but we're fortunate that he found work so quickly. I know, he said as he followed Kate to the door. Supper will be in about an hour. I'll ring the bell when it's ready. Kate stopped on the porch steps, and Corvin jumped past her. Wait here a minute. I'll grab a pipe. He headed around the house to the steep ramp that ran down to their cellar. It would take a pretty strong pipe to move that heavy rock, but he was sure his dad would have something down there in his shop. The two large doors at the base of the ramp were shut tight. When they were open, his father could back their truck right down the ramp into the cellar. Corvin descended the stone ramp and pushed one door open. A shaft of light shot through the dusty air to the pipe racks on the far wall. He took a step inside and then remembered he was not supposed to go into the workshop until after his birthday. But if he went straight ahead to the far wall and grabbed a pipe without looking around, surely his dad wouldn't mind. He wouldn't even turn on the light. Besides, with his dad gone, they wouldn't be celebrating his birthday for a long time. He swallowed the lump in his throat and walked forward. He walked between the slender columns that supported the ceiling. The arches between them always reminded him of a cathedral he'd seen in a travel magazine. When his grandfather had built their home, he had cut the stone blocks for the walls right out from under the house. He'd even cut the workbench from the bedrock, complete with storage bases and tool racks. This is where his father spent most of his time since losing his job. Keeping his eyes forward, he forced himself to walk straight ahead and pull a long, heavy pipe from the rack. He intentionally turned away from the workbench to avoid seeing what his father was working on. Instead, he saw a door. Ever since he could remember, the north wall of the cellar had been covered with a set of tall wooden shelves. Now the center section had been pulled away, revealing a metal door. It was at least four feet wide and reached almost to the ceiling. Was this something new, or had it always been behind the shelves? 
He stepped forward to check it out, and the end of his pipe banged on the door. He jumped back. It was hollow behind there, like the door hit a room as big as the entire house. He could hear the echo a long way inside. Why would his father create a new inside storage space down here when grandfather had cut so many bins and cupboards into the stone? Three sturdy metal bolts locked it from this side. What could his father be locking in? Or out? Did you find one? Kate's voice floated down from above. Corvin gave the door one last glance and climbed up the ramp. After dropping the pipe in the grass, he ran back and eased the cellar door closed. Don't let my mother know I was down there. Why not? My dad said I was supposed to stay out of there till after my birthday. She frowned. Then you shouldn't have gone in. I forgot. Kate shook her head. You sure are good at making up excuses. Corvin grunted and picked up the pipe. Why did the truth hit him so hard the last few days? By the time they reached the top of the hill, shadows from the rocks almost covered the circle. The dark hole next to the central boulder stared back at him. It would probably be a good idea to block it up, but he was anxious to see what was under the boulder. Wedging the pipe under it, he leaned on the end and the rock began to tip over. Kate stepped in beside him and added her weight. The rock slowly lifted, then suddenly rolled away, dumping them onto the ground. Kate scrambled to where the rock had been sitting and swept away the dirt. I see a couple more figures carved here. Hey, if this is a door, then this must be the keyhole. Corvin crawled up beside her and stared in amazement. The shallow hole had two circles around it, just like the keyhole in his grandfather's oak chest. It has to be a door. Listen to this. Kate picked up a rock and tapped the cymbals. A dull boom sounded. It's hollow underneath. As the echo died away, Corvin heard the rustling of scales as a shadow flitted across the hole beneath them. <laughs>